good. You are here. And we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. Wonderful Father. Wonderful Father. Wonderful Father. Wonderful Holy Spirit. Wonderful Holy Spirit. We glorify your name. We glorify and magnify your name. We thank you for healing bodies this morning. We thank you, Lord, for strengthening our bodies this morning. We thank you, Lord, that our minds are quick and of quick understanding. We give you all the glory and the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Well, everybody say, the Lord's good. His mercy endures forever. While you stand, take your Bible. Let's make this confession we make sometimes. Everybody say, this is my Bible. We're a little bit behind. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will talk the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Therefore, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I ever be the same. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, shake it around a little bit. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Wow. Go to Philippians, if you will, the first chapter. This is not really where we're going to settle in today. We're going to continue on from last week. This will be, a, this will be the appetizer. That's, a, that's what this will be. You ever get an appetizer before the meal comes? Good. We did something when Brother Wynn was here um, first of the year. We went to Longhorns, and we... Uh, we thought we'd do something. I asked him, I said, have you ever done that? He said, I had never done this. I said, do you want to do this? He said, yeah, let's do this. I said, so we're going to eat this meal backwards. <laughs> so we ordered a dessert first. Yeah. And, and the lady said, oh, y'all just came for dessert? I said, no, we came for a meal. <laughs> but it's, it takes so long to get the meal. See, if we're hungry. Yeah. I know y'all think it's strange, but I, th I think it's completely normal. <laughs> you know, it takes a while to get the meal, right? But it don't take long to cut a piece of pie. That's right. That's right. And we ordered some uh, raspberry cheesecake. And then and they put on the plate. Huh? Stop that. <laughs> Stop that, huh? <laughs> uh, but let me finish the story. <laughs> and they take the they take the plate and uh they take the chocolate and go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we ordered, uh, then we ordered our, our meal, and then we, uh, and then we had, uh, well, then we had an appetizer, and then we had a salad, and then they took us some wheelbarrows in there, took us out. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked the lady, uh, I said, "Has anyone ever done this?" She says, "No, I've always thought about this, and I always wanted someone to ever do this." She said, "This is the first time that you ever did this." And just as soon as I said, I don't know what this got anything to do with anything. As soon as I said that, I heard the Holy Ghost say, give, give her $50. She's in need of this. And I said, has anyone ever done this? She said, what's that for, the meal? I said, that's your tip. And she just started crying. She's a college student. She said, I didn't have enough gas to get here and back today. Didn't know how I was going to even eat lunch here today. And I'm thinking, it would be bad work, work at Longhorns, wouldn't it? And you can't eat? Uh, but anyway, uh, so it's just fun to do things differently. Philippians chapter 1. 
But I will recommend that raspberry cheesecake. <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, Paul said in verse uh, 2, he says, Grace be unto you, so I say grace unto you, Grace Life Church. And I say peace from our God and our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. That ought to be enough right there today. Amen. We'll see you all next week. Hallelujah. I mean, if we can give you grace and peace and joy and confidence and everything else out of one verse, right? But look what he said in verse 4. Always in every prayer of mine, for you always making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Verse 6, being confident of this thing, this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, he's going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, he said he started and he's going to finish this thing. So he said, sometimes you feel like you're stuck in the middle. There's a beginning and there's an end. And Paul said, I'm confident of this, that the work that's begun will be completed. Even that is me, uh, for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, you are also partakers of my grace. In other words, they're partners with Paul. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Now, a little history there, Paul is under house arrest for preaching the gospel. And I think he was uh, in Philippi for two years under house arrest. And uh, <clears throat> so we're going to skip over to a few verses. And let's go in somewhere here about verse uh, 15. Now remember, he's, he's not allowed outside of the home. I don't think they had them little ace, uh, ankle bracelets at that time. They probably before the time, right? But anyway, he has guards on the outside so he can't leave the property. <clears throat> I always say it this way, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Paul got arrested from time to time. Because that's the only time he ever stopped to write a letter. I don't even know if we'd had a Bible, Paul had never got arrested. <laughs> so he's under house arrest, he's writing letters. Verse 15, he says, here's what's happening while I'm here, while I'm here under arrest. He said, they're out there preaching Christ, even of envy and strife. And some are also preaching of goodwill. He said, one is preaching Christ of contention. It's not sincere, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. In other words, they're out there preaching, but it's not for the right purpose. He said, but the other of love, knowing that I'm set for the defense of the gospel. Some doing it out of right motives, out of love. He said, what then, notwithstanding in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being preached. So I'm just going to rejoice anyway. And we'll rejoice. He said, in other words, some of them do it for the right reasons, some of them do it for the wrong reasons. But the, he said, but the main thing is Christ is being preached, whether for right or for wrong. He says, so I, uh, one translation of the message is, so I think I'll just cheer them all on. But look at verse uh, 19. And think about your life today. Maybe you have something that feels like you're stuck in the middle between begun and finish. I know this thing, he says, is going to turn. Sometimes you just need to say that when nothing's turning. <laughs> you ever find out that's turning? I had a car one time, and uh, it wouldn't come out a second. Someone said, what'd you do? I drove it in a second. <laughs> and I thought, this guy, and it was, it was a car I never had a number of years ago. Actually, it was an old Lincoln is what it was. And it would go from, it'd, uh, it'd go first and hit second, but just wouldn't come out a second. And uh, I said, well, thank God, it, at least it's not stuck in first. Right? 
But he says, this thing shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice this morning that each one of us here have a supply. This is not a church thing where I'm the pastor or the preacher and, and, and I come to, to, to fix you this week. Lord, I can't even fix me. So if I can't fix me, I can't fix anybody else. But the thing is, we have something inside of us. Amen. Whether we sense it or feel it, it's there on the inside. We were just singing that song, He's Here, right? Well, here, he said, Paul said, we have a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Verse 20 said, this, this supply works according to or in proportion to the earnest expectation and hope. He says, so, so if you want the supply, you want to tap into the supply that we have here, he said it's going to be in direct proportion to earnest expectation and hope. And that's what Bible hope is. It's, it's an earnest expectation, a, a biblical hope. Not, 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 a, not the old thing you say, I'm a hoping and a praying. That's, not, that's just world hope. I'm talking about Bible hope, which is confident expectation. So we also, also have a supply. And uh, I know that today there's some things that need to be said and will be said. Some of them will be a little bit tough and some will be easy. But a lot, if it's all truth, we ought to embrace it all. You know, if something's truth, we need to embrace it, right? If it makes me feel bad or makes my toes sore from stepping on my own toes, but if it's truth, I'll just I'll embrace truth. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I can't give out any more than what you receive. Did you know that? Yeah. You, you just can't do it. Jesus could do it. He went to his hometown, but they wouldn't receive him, so he, he just said, I, I can't. I got a few people healed of minor things, but I can't get no one healed of anything major. So he just, he just left. It's, it's kind of like getting a, a milkshake. How many like milkshakes? Amen. Only four of y'all? Come on, tell the truth. You ever had a real thick one? Huh? And, uh, I mean, either you can stir it a little bit with a spoon or a straw, or if it's warm weather, you can put it up in the, on the dashboard and let the heat hit just a little bit, you know? You know, you go to Steak and Shake between two and four, the half price. Jacks has now went from two to five. We had, uh, what did we have the other day? Don't bring her. Oh, you don't bring you into this. <laughs> well, what she had. I saw it in the trash can when I was throwing some stuff away. Don't bring, she said, don't bring me into this. <laughs> well, we were moving her, and it was hot. And, uh, so my radiator needed cooling down, so I stopped by Jack's. They had them half price. And uh, it was a orange sherbet, and I ordered a blueberry something. And when I left, I got two orange sherbets. I don't know what happened blueberry, but anyway. But I wasn't mad at either one of them. And so uh, uh, that thing was thick, and it was cold. And, uh, you know, when I put the straw in, right, then you put some suction on the straw, nothing came out because it was too thick. And since I couldn't get nothing out, I just gave up and threw it away. Y'all don't believe that? Austin, you don't believe that, do you? I can tell because he said, no. <laughs> you don't give up on a milkshake, do you? You got to work with that dude, right? So I stirred it and I put it in the sun. And so <clears throat> it didn't really matter what I might have in me. If there's no good suckers here, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the content is. It's just nothing to draw out, right? So you all have a supply of the spirit. We need your supply. 
I have a supply, but you have a supply. And when we all come together, we have a supply. It's awesome. But if we just come here to see what I got, well, I, I've been involved in three moves this week. If I were to ask my body, it feels like it's about 275 years old this morning. So I would just remind myself during praise and worship about the, how the Holy Spirit quickens our mortal body. And I'm thinking, I qualify for a quickening. And I qualify for a quick quickening. <laughs> a quick making alive. Amen. So here we go. Now, we've been talking about the love of God. Yes. Amen. And people say, well, you know, I don't really talk about the love. You know, that just seems so, uh. Well, I'm not talking about your ooey-gooey emotions. Did you know God is love? Yes. We all know that, right? Yes. Well, is God weak? Yes. Well, love can't be weak, can it? Love so strong, it, it kept Jesus on the cross. Yes. How many of you, if, 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 you, if, you, if it had been you, going to die for the sins of the world, and they were going to nail you to a cross, I mean real nails, you. And you could just call on angels. How many probably feel like you'd call a few of them? As soon as they got the hammer out, right? I said, oh! <laughs> oh, no. Y'all just may have to go down there. I don't know. <laughs> Better straighten up. I can't do this. Well, so it wasn't, it wasn't that. What held him on the cross? Well, the love of God held him on. It was the passion of Christ that held him on the cross. So love can't be weak. Love has to be powerful. And it's the only thing in the scripture that you find anywhere. Uh, people say, well, I think faith is the most powerful. Well, that's good, but the thing is, the Bible says faith works by. So if there's no love, faith ain't work. Isn't that deep? I went to Bible school two years to find out about faith. But, if, but Brother Hayes said, but if love's not there, faith's not working. You can know all about faith, how it works, how it comes, how to release it, what all faith will do. But he said, but if there's no love, there's no love walk. He said, faith's not working. Hmm? You can't be treated or treat people any kind of way make your faith work. Well, I just take grace. Good, take it. Because faith's still not going to work when you're walking out of love. Walking in love. Now, so we talked about a couple Wednesdays ago. We, we, we contrasted two of Jesus' disciples. We, we, uh, and one, how they, the day of Jesus' crucifixion, and how we noticed that every disciple, when Jesus was crucified, when he was arrested, every one of them ran. They fled for their own life. They were scared. I, I, I get that, don't you? And Peter had already made the claim the day before when Jesus told him this was going to happen. He said, well, I, he's, he's kind of saying, I, I can see one of them doing this. He says, but not me. He said, I'll never leave you. He said, well, since you brought that up before, the, before this day's over, you'll deny even knowing me three times. And Peter said, well, I don't think that would happen. He said, well, it could happen maybe some of them, but never me. He said, no, it'll be you. And it'll be this day. And so when that happened and Peter denied knowing Christ and, and he ran for fear and for terror for his own life, they all ran. But we see, we, we looked at one disciple that his, his was different than Jesus. See, Peter was boasting of his love for Jesus so much, his love for God so much that I would never leave you, no matter how bad it gets, no matter what the situation is. I'm in this thing with you. You can count on me forever. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be doing this for you, and I'm going to be doing that for you, and I'm going to be doing this for you. Just look to me, Jesus. I'm your guy. And Jesus said, before the day's over, 
you'll tell the whole world you don't even know me. And that day came, and he ran. But they all ran. But there's one that ran and came back, and his name was John. And he knew something about love also. Matter of fact, in, in, in his own epistle, uh, his letter, John, John described himself as, as the disciple that Jesus loved. Peter was talking about how great a love he had for Jesus, but, but John didn't talk about it that way. He said, I'm the one how he, lo he loves me so much. Right? Now, oh yeah, did he love Jesus? Of course, yes, they all did. But his, his boast was not in my love for him, but in his love for me. And, and then, as an older man, over in the epistles of John, 1 John, he says, we love him, but it's because he loved us first. So we looked at that kind of love. And then uh, last week we talked, we contrasted a little bit with the... Uh, that uh, Jesus gave us a brand new commandment. That's where we're going to go if you need somewhere to turn to, John 13, 34. And we'll look at that this morning. That's kind of our sign signature scripture for this teaching. John 13, 34. We all need to think about these things every day because... Your love walk will be put to test somewhere in your life, usually daily. Unless you're living under a rock, then there might be some slugs down there underneath the rock that you're having to fight for grub for. I don't know. So, I mean, you still need to, you still need to know about this, this same love. So, Jesus came and he said, I have fulfilled the law. In other words, he didn't do away with the law. He said, Don't think I've come to do away with the law but to fulfill all the law and that of the prophets. And the law still has a function today. Uh, only thing is Paul said in the, in the book of Timothy, he said, he said um, the, the law is still here. He said, but the law is not for a righteous person, it's for an unrighteous person. And you're righteous, right? Yeah. So you're not, you're not living according to the Ten Commandments or the six 613 more uh, commandments that was given under the Mosaic Law. But they're still there, and they're doing what they were always supposed to do. They were just to show mankind his nature. They were to show mankind God's holiness, his righteous standard. And so then when you'd look at God and think, well, I think I can keep God's laws, he said, well, good, re read these laws. And then you could see the, your inability to keep God's laws. So that was to bring you to the end of yourself. The scripture said in Romans that God gave the law so that sin in you would increase, not decrease. He said, well, you ought to be keeping God's law. Well, <clears throat> uh, on a good day, you might do a few of them. But if you're having a bad day, you might miss all of them. So Romans said that, once again, he says, he, it said that the knowledge of the law is where sin gets its strength. In other words, if I say to you, now, I want you to pay real close attention to this. I don't want anyone in here, anyone today, I don't want anyone in here to think about a, a pink giraffe. No thoughts of a pink giraffe. I don't want you to picture what a pink giraffe looks like. Okay, you, you get that? What y'all just thinking about? Pink giraffe. See there? So it was by the law that knowledge, Romans says, Paul said, your, your sin was aroused from the knowledge of the law. Paul said, I, I didn't even know it was a law until God said this is wrong. 
So that's why God gave the law, to show God's righteous standard and how men wasn't keeping it, to know that they would need a help, to need a Savior. So that's why the law is still pertinent. That's why the law is still necessary, but it's for the world, it's for the unsaved, to say, you of yourself do not have the ability to live God's life in a righteous way. You need help, and His name's Jesus. So we don't, we don't do away with it, it's just not for you. So under the new covenant we looked at last week, Jesus gave us one commandment instead of 613 plus 10. He said, in this one commandment that I give you, he said, will be the sum total of all the commandments. So this is what he gave them the night before he was crucified, John 13 and in verse 34. He said, a new commandment. No, he doesn't say an old one, it says a new one. This I give to you, that you love one another. Would you read this with me? Ready? One, two, three, read. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now let's pick this part just a little bit. Once again, it's not an old commandment, right? It's a new commandment. Why? Because now it's not an old covenant. It's about to be a new covenant. And a new covenant works different than the old covenant. So this new covenant is called the law of love. And he said in this law of love, he gave us some how-tos in this. He said, I want you to love one another. But he didn't let that just go out there by your own interpretation. How are we to love one another? The way he loved us. And more importantly, can I say it this way? How he loved you and gave you a picture of it. And that picture that you get how he loved you was at the cross. That's, that's how. I mean, if you just say God's love... He is, but where do you go with that? God's love. Love is God. God's love. Love is God. See, that, 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 that don't give you a picture. Jesus on the cross dying for humanity gives you a picture. For everyone who was guilty because of Adam's transgression or would have been their own transgression or their own sin, Jesus who was Sinless and spotless gave his, Jesus the righteous gave his life for the unrighteous. In other words, if, we're, if we were either right or wrong as the world, we would have been wrong. And Jesus would have been right. So Jesus took all of our wrongs and he righted them because he was right. He was sinless, right? He was righteous. So 2 Corinthians 5.21 says those who are those who, Jesus, who knew no sin, yet he, it, was, it was given to him, it came upon him. The one who knew no sin, he became sin. That sin nature came on him for the exchange of us being, exchanging of natures. He took our nature sin and we took his nature righteousness. And when Jesus died for you and you received his righteousness, it wiped out all your past. All of it. It wiped, out, it wiped out today. What he did 2,000 years ago, <laughs> it wiped out all your wrongs of today. And it wiped out this new covenant was going to be established on different promises, so it even wiped out all your tomorrows. Oh, man. And it took all your charges against you of your past, your present, and your future Every charge against you, 
and it put it on the Savior's MasterCard. You know, like Visa MasterCard. In other words, it, it'd be like getting to go shopping with somebody else's credit card, which is more fun than just shopping, <laughs> I think. I mean, shop where you like to shop, but someone said, here's a credit card, have a great day. I said, how much limit? Because <laughs> I'm thinking big today. How many of y'all could spend $100,000 one day? How many of y'all could do it in an hour? How many of y'all could do it in a phone call? <laughs> how many of y'all could make a million disappear just pretty quick? No problem? How many of y'all think y'all could deplete Donald Trump's fortune? Real fast. <laughs> His claim to fame would be gone. Amen. Well, so that, that's what happened. He took all of, our, all of our debt, sin debt, and he placed it on Jesus, and we put it on Jesus' credit card, and Jesus got the bill, and we, and we left totally free. And they got charged to the master to his card. And there's no payment coming in the mail. So once the bill's paid, should it have to be paid again? I mean, if you've ever paid for an automobile, did you just keep on sending payments because you just didn't feel right about stopping? <laughs> you know, you went 48 months, 60 months, 72, now they got 84, I guess. Phew. It was like, is the car going to last that long? Are you going to run out of car for you run out of payments? But anyway, when you got through with that car note, did you just, does anyone here ever feel obliged just to keep sending the payment in? Y'all okay with stopping on the last one? Well, see, once sin's paid for, why, why would we try to pay for it twice? I mean, we've been emancipated, proclamated. We've been brought out of bondage, right? So once we see how he treated us, the love that he treated us, he said, now you go love them the way I just loved you. Not with how you feel. Especially when they did you wrong. See, I, I'm talking about especially when they did you wrong. I'm not, I, I, uh, the scripture says when someone treats you kind and you're kind to them, he said, that ain't nothing. He said, he said the world does that. Anybody can be kind when somebody else is kind to them. When they're giving, you're giving. When they're lovely, you're lovely. When they're smiling, you smile them back. I'm talking about when they're not smiling and they're not giving. And they talk against you, speak against you, say things against you. Are you still lovely? You say, I, I'm, supposed to, I'm going to give them peace in my mind. Not, not in this love, you don't. In this love, you don't give no you. You know why? There ain't no you. You died. See, in this new covenant, there's no you. Y'all didn't hear what I said. You heard it, but you didn't really hear it. In this new covenant, there's no you to bring out. Ain't no you. See, no, where, where's the rest of the supply in the house? Think about this. Paul said, in Christ, I'm dead. Right? Let's say a man had a little problem on earth with whiskey, right? But he dies. Dies an alcoholic. Say especially it was Jack Daniels, right? Go to the grave, put a whole case of Jack Daniels right on the slab, right on the grave. Do you hear him down and saying, oh, I'm so thirsty. Do you hear him turn around in the casket? Any movement at all? 
If no one else steals it, you go back the next day, what's going to be there? Whatever you put there is going to be there, right? Did the old man rise up? You, 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 ever, you ever hear about this? Well, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a new Christian, but sometimes people do things to me, something happens, and the old man me just rises up. You ever, you ever heard that? You've heard it because you said it, like me, many years ago. We say, well, the old man just rose up. He, he don't rise up because he don't exist. That's right. He said, you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Jesus might have considered working on this old man and bringing him up to speed, but apparently he decided not to do that. He said, we're just going to make a new man instead of trying to refurbish the old man. They said, what did he do with the old man? He blew him up. He, Jesus dropped the atomic bomb on him. <laughs> he, blew, he blew him up. There is no old man. Now, the traces of the old man is in the mind and in the soul. That's why you renew your mind, because just the traces of that old man. I mean, when you cook fish, right? You, you cook fish for dinner, and you eat the fish, but you walk in the house an hour later, what's it going to smell like? All the fish has been eaten. Why does it smell like fish? It's got an aroma. It's got a leftover smell to it. It's going to last for a little while, right? And so... Uh, that's what happens. The old man in the fish factory is shut down. But it still smells like fish in there sometimes. Something fishy about that, I guess. And anyway, so what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to renew this up here, right? To think just like this. Philippians 2 said, let this mind, let the mind of Christ be in you. So when you're in a situation where someone does or they don't do, or you have a different outcome than what you want to happen, or somebody says something to you, and it's not all that lovely, instead of you flying off the hand, you say, well, I'm Irish. They, there, there isn't, there, that's not a scripture. <laughs> well, my, 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 my folks are a little hot-blooded. That's not a scripture. You and your hot-blooded Irish, they're they, they not in here anywhere. No, you just refuse to walk in love. you just as carnal as the day is long. Not y'all, tapes go everywhere. But I'm just talking about, that's not a scripture. Right. We're supposed to be ruled and live and behave under under this new suggestion. Remember he said, Jesus said, a new suggestion I give unto you. Huh? Did I miss something? Different translation. King feeling? No, King James. Uh, a new commandment I give unto you that you would do what? Love one another as I loved you. So the picture of how he loved us is where? On the cross, when we were what? I like to call it dead stinking wrong. So now you know how to go love someone else when they're unlovely or dead stinking wrong. You know what, because you have a picture, right? You say, well, now I forgive them, but I ain't going to forget it. Well, you ain't never forgive them. That's why you're making carnal statements like that. <laughs> The scripture says concerning us, he removed our past to the east and from the west, never brings it up, which means he forgets it. Yeah. And, you're, and you're loving them that way, right? So you can't, well, I ain't going to forget it. How they done me? See, that you're bringing you out and you're supposed to be dead. In Christ, there's no you. There's no self to bring out. You don't get to bring you out in Jesus. Aren't y'all happy? Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. See, this will set you free. It really will. They can slap and cuss you and call you all kinds of stuff and you just sit there just smiling just like you ain't got any sense at all but you got good sense. <laughs> I had a man do this to me years ago. He said, you ain't got enough sense to be mad. I said, I just got enough sense not to hear you. 
Jesus will put something on you that's insulated. It's, it's like uh, the stuff you, you, uh, you put on. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Teflon coat. Nothing sticks to you. It goes shh and phew. Nothing. Does it feel good? No. Do you enjoy it? No. But all you feel for, really for that person is just pity. It's an insecurity in them is what it is. And it's just the attack of the enemy. It's just, it, it, you know, our, 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 we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness. And so we're Teflon coated in Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, can we go a little bit further? Let's just look at some, uh, some different scriptures. Romans chapter 13. Y'all are going to be so glad you came. Amen. You say, man, they just get under my skin. Well, who's you? Who is you? Who is you? When you say they get under your skin, who's you? Are you talking about you, the old carnal man, or you, the new man in Christ, is, is under whose skin? See, when they talk to you like that and it gets under your skin, I'm asking you, who is you? Are you talking about the new man in Christ? Or are you talking about the old carnal person in the soul? See, if it's, if it's under your skin, then you're identifying, you have the wrong identification who you are. Amen. I mean, th think about Paul, all that happened to Paul in his ministry. He preaches, they drag him outside the city after a sermon and, and stone him and he dies. Then his disciples have to get around him and raise him up from the dead. And then what does he do? He goes back into the city. I'm thinking, I ain't heard from Jesus. I ain't going back in there. I mean, that hurt. <laughs> right? I mean, now what, what made him do that? It has to be the love of God, right? He said they beat him with a rod 30 plus 9 times. I added them up, it was 39. Have you ever been beat with a rod for preaching the gospel? Just beat with a rod. Bam, bam, bam. Paul said, none of those things move me. He said, I've had to run for my life. He said, I've had no food. I've had my clothes ripped off. I have to run naked to get away from this whole situation. He said, I've been in all these perils. I've been shipwrecked. I've been bit by poisonous snakes. He said, I have been put in dungeon. I've been under house arrest. I have been beat. I've been called everything but a Christian. He said, but that stuff don't even move me. It moved move most people I know. <laughs> Somebody beats me to rod 39 times. You'll see if there's any you in there. <laughs> right? Most folks say, can you get to a day of Facebook? Don't tell me, girlfriend, what you do. Like, oh, shut it down. <laughs> I told you, everyone needs a Facebook account, but this is it. Put your face in this book, Facebook. <laughs> so we, you, you don't even know the Christian you are until you get into battle. Huh? Until someone disagrees with you, says something to you, or don't say something to you. I don't like the way he said that. Maybe we try to say it better, or yeah, or just get over it. I don't, I don't know. I just, amen. You know, and 
Unless you're in church of about 500,000 people, you, people think I know everything in their life and I'm preaching just to them. They've always thought that. If I want to talk to you, I'll call you and ask to meet you somewhere or, or, or we'll go to the office and sit down. I will not drag you out in front of a pulpit and do I, I've seen all that. It's, it's terrible the way it's done. I apologize if it's ever happened to you. That's, that's, that's small thinking. Amen. But sometimes we have these situations that so consumes our whole life, we're thinking, well, he, 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 he just preached just to me. That did in front of everybody. <laughs> well, do you need it? Be honest. I mean, is it true? Do you need it? The world says, does the shoe fit? If it fits, does what? Wear it. <laughs> right? I mean, Jesus was love and he was kind, but he also wore a boot. He did. He kicked some men out of the temple. He had a young guy in, what was it, the Corinthian church, wasn't it? Where he had incest with his mother-in-law. He says, he says, put on your boot, kick him out. He says, for a while. If he comes and repent, get him back in. Because if you don't get him back in, he said, this, it's going to go bad for him. He said, but if he's not repentant, get him out of the church. That's what Paul said. By the Holy Ghost. Through Jesus, the head of the church. So Jesus was telling the Holy Ghost, tell Paul, kick him out. Put on the boot first. Boot him out of the church. You say, well, I thought Jesus was just love. He is. Love chastises us. Hmm? King James says, if, if, if God doesn't correct you, you're a bastard. It's in the Bible. I didn't cuss. It's in the Bible, right? <laughs> you're, you're a son without a father. Right? But he loves us. And if he loves, he corrects. Right? If you don't love your children... I mean, if you don't correct your children, it's because you don't love them. Oh, see, I can make somebody mad just saying that. Because everything we're talking about has got to be politically correct. I've got to have three services to break that down so it don't come out that strong. We ain't got that much time. I just like, if you, if you don't discipline your children, it's because you don't love them. You love you. Did, have you ever thought about every sin in the whole world? Think about any sin in the whole world. And every sin is rooted in what? Selfishness. It's all rooted in self. Why, why did you rob the store, the bank? You wanted the money. You wanted whatever. Why did the guy rape someone? Because he, he had his own thinking, his own need, right? Why did someone steal this? Because they were thinking about them. Why did they tell the lies so that it, 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 it you know, wouldn't come out against me? Come out against, see, it's all, every, every sin. There's not a sin that you can think of that's not rooted in self. And in Christ, the new commandment, there's no you. There is no you. Amen. So when you get in these situations, there's none of you supposed to come out. It's only supposed to, in other words, when they squeeze you, you're supposed to be concentrated Jesus. You've been Jesusized. All that gets more and more Jesus. You say, oh, I'm going to put this squeeze on you. Well, you're just going to get more Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Now, do you live like this or am I just preaching on Sunday? <laughs> you don't think every Christian you know is living like this, do you? Oh, no. Brother Hagin always said it this way. He says, you know, what they mean is I love you, not agape love. I phileo love you. You're good to me, I'm good to you. you smile at me, I'll smile at you. You do something good for me, I'll do something for you. Buy me a gift, I may buy you one. You cuss me, I'll cuss you. Slap me, I'll slap you right back. That ain't the love of God. 
And the love of God's been shed abroad where? It's in your heart. I've never heard any more request in ministry than this one I'm going to tell you. What would you have me pray for? I ain't got no peace. That's the number one request for me that I know of in 21 years of ministry is people don't have no peace. But I know why you don't have no peace. You're not ruled by love. You don't walk in love. You're in and out of it all the time. You don't understand it. And you don't know what's already inside of you. So I sometimes say, well, are you born again? Well, yeah, I'm saved. I said, well, did you know that peace is, the, is one of the fruit of the Spirit that's already in your spirit? That'd be like you come up here and say, would you pray that I would have some shoes? Well, you have some, right? Maybe you just need to put them on. Well, you ought to have peace in your born-again spirit. But you've got you, you to, by faith, live that, access that, acknowledge it's there. Just like the love is there, the fruit of the reborn spirit, it's already in your spirit. But you've got to give place to it. So that would be a good thing for all of us is when you get in a situation today or next week, it won't take very long. You'll find what I'm saying. Like I said, if you're not living under rock, just if you're around people very long, you'll have an opportunity to use this. Now, do I, do I want to give them how I feel or how they just treated me? Or am I going to love them the way he loved me on the cross? And then some of us, we want to go love them the way they love on the cross because we just heard this sermon, right? But then we, then we want to go tell somebody else, now I did that, but I, I, I really want to do the other. Well, who, who's you again? And why do you have to go tell a story about how you didn't slap them even though you wanted to? Why, why does the story have to come up? See, the Bible says love covers them, not even sins, it covers a multitude of them. So if it covers it, why are you talking about it? In other words, if you keep your mouth shut, they wouldn't even know it ever happened. Not y'all, tapes go everywhere. Hallelujah. Some of you out in tape world needed to hear that. Everyone here is perfect. <laughs> Close to it, right? Love covers what? A multitude of sins. But, but even the church don't do that. It, it uncovers. I'm an investigator for Jesus. It ain't, there ain't no ministry in there called the investigator of Jesus. You ain't got no license or a permit. You're operating illegally. Well, you know, I'm a, uh, he gave me the discerning spirit. Yeah, and all you discern ever is devils. Discerning spirits is not just evil spirits. Huh? So love covers what? Covers a multitude of sins, a multitude of it. Can I, can I get this just so y'all, so, so when you go to the grocery store and the grocery store does this and the teller does that and don't do it, the ladies jacks you got forgot and left your cheese off, your bacon, egg, and cheese, and you six miles down the highway and you're almost late for work, so you know you can't go back and get your cheese. Right? And we lose our whole day because of cheese. Man, you cheesy. Right? Think about it. We was looking at some of the film from Peru, you know, a while ago. They sent some pictures over there. And I was watching one of them. Some of y'all may have saw it. Uh, I don't know where they were on the mountain this week, but uh, had on one of the Facebook things. They were trying to explain to the, the families that were, they were there and the children that were from America. And they said, what's America? 
What's, what's that? He said, no, you, the, the United States of America. What, what's that? What, what's the United States of America? It's why these shoes are here. <laughs> well, actually, they probably made in China, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> have you ever met someone who's never heard, heard of the United States of America? See, people live in two different worlds. People who have no shoes, who in, in a little bit, about uh, 18 weeks, it's going to be zero, 10 below zero, 20 below zero, up to 30 below zero, and they're enduring that and so thankful to get that blanket or shoes or hat, and we lose our day because of cheese. Well, I went to church, they didn't even shake my hand. <laughs> well, wash it. <laughs> or stick it out there. I mean, I can't talk to everybody here on Sunday. I, I mean, I love it, but I can't, I can't do that. You know? Don't really need to be in any deep conversation with anybody because it's my only time to be able to try to get around, right? So, but don't get offended over that. See, there's a million things to get offended over. Well, they didn't, he did, or she, you know, whatever. And cable man didn't do this, and my bill come in, it was all that. And I didn't called them, told them, told them. Were you supposed to cover all that? What Dish and DirecTV didn't do? You supposed to bring it up? Well, they did wrong. You supposed to keep it under lock. Supposed to tick a lot. You sometimes we wonder why the Lord. People say, "Well, I, I don't know why I don't hear from God." I hear that a lot too. How, how do you hear from God? Well, you're not going to be hearing much until you learn how to shut this. Because if you can't shut this, He won't be telling you nothing. Because you're going to go tell it. Not y'all. Tapes go everywhere. <laughs> not y'all. Think about that. Would you would you tell would you tell your secrets? To, to the, the most talkingest talking parrot on the earth? Because it, it repeats everything you say, right? <laughs> I mean, you have this bird and you tell it everything, then you get, send the bird to your mother law's house. <laughs> you can't do that, can you? No. Well, that's why God doesn't speak much to some people because he can't trust him with things that he gives them to. Where the supply in here is flowing a while ago. We read, we read about a service or two ago about husbands. You're supposed to love your wife. How? See, he didn't just say love her because they don't go nowhere. And sometimes men brains, they, they're, they're, they can't define between love and sex. So he didn't say that. He said what? He said love your wife. How? Well, he pointed you right back to the cross again. And he said, I gave myself for the church. Now you go love her like that and you'll not have any problems. Right. Well, we can't get along. Well, do, do this. Hmm? Do this. Can we, can we look at another verse? We didn't look at this one, did we? <laughs> Y'all got me off with that biscuit over there. Romans 13, 8. Oh, no man, anything but to love one another... For he that loveth one another hath done what? He's fulfilled the whole law. Wow. You mean just loving one another the way he loved me? I fulfill all them 613 commandments plus all the 10 commandments? Yes, you did. That's what it said. Well, shazam, George. Yeah, shazam on you. Love, this new commandment, not suggestion, fulfills all the law. 
Look what it says here. Love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Since we're right there in Romans, just go to Romans chapter 15. This is a good one make you want to shout. Now, y'all trying... <clears throat> Today, would y'all try not to run? I know y'all are running church. I know Bill's not here. Did y'all know the Burnett's went on a two-week vacation? I need to see the board right after church. We, we, we're going to deal with stuff like this. And I think Bill's in a fishing tournament, so that's that. we're we going we gonna to cut that off. Uh huh. How many of you think we should deal with stuff like that? <laughs> Did they ask us to go with them? I thought, yeah, they put a picture up on the screen. <laughs> no, they didn't even, they didn't, not even going to take us with us, are they? Lexi was reminding me yesterday, man, I didn't think she, I told her when she was three and a half years old, I was going to take a Disney World. I forgot all about it. She did. She says, you remember about Disney World? She said, you ever been? I said, no. She said, you remember about talking about going to Disney World one day? I said, no. She says, well, you did. <laughs> and I'm almost nine and I still haven't been there. <laughs> I said, I told you that. She said, yeah, two or three times, Papa. She, she said, I'm still waiting. She said, what are you going to do tomorrow? I thought, tomorrow. Oh, I just. <laughs> well, we're going to go to Walmart. We're going to go down to Publix. And we're going to run down, run down Disney World. <laughs> she, she, she's like, I'll be waiting. But in her, in her mind, she says, I know we're going because you said we were going. You said we were going, so we're going, right? And I said, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think at three they knew anything. I knew at 12 they came into the fullness of all knowledge, but I didn't know at three they knew anything. Romans 15, on, uh, I want to read this in the Amplified, verse 1, 2, and 3. We who are strong. Anyone here strong in the Lord? We who are strong in our convictions and our robust faith. Man, we got faith. We're a faith church. Woo. Man, even that pastor, some of them folks went to Raymond. They went to a faith school. We, we are faith people. We word people. How many of y'all word people? Well, if you're word people, you're a faith person, right? I'm not ashamed of that, are you? Don't you like being a word person? If you're not, you're a nun word. Oh, you're so nun wordy. <laughs> No, we're word people. Now, what, now look what happens if you're word people. Uh, we who are strong in our convictions and of robust faith, you ought to bear the failings and the frailties and the tender scruples of the weak. Hmm. You ought to help carry their doubts, their qualms of others, and not please yourself. Why? Because there is no you, see. You see it? It's not about you anymore. Verse 2. Let each one of us make it a practice to please, make happy his neighbor. Let's go knock on your neighbor's door and you come say, we're here to make happy. <laughs> Don't bring no jug in. No, we're not, no that, ain't, that ain't how we make happy. <laughs> Let each... Is that it? Yeah, you got it. Let each one of us make it a practice to please make happy his neighbor for who, who's good? His. Who's his? 
his neighbor's good. And for his true welfare, who's, who's his again? His neighbor. To edify him. Who's him? To strengthen him. Who's him? And build who? His neighbor up spiritually. Where's you in there? Oh. You know what they did to me? It ain't in there. See, what you're supposed to do when your heart's broken and someone broke your heart or they offended you and hurt you, what you're supposed to do is not take it to a no one this way because no one here can fix it. You're supposed to take your broken heart to Jesus. He's the one who mends broken hearts. He's the one who insulates you to these situations in life that either people say, well, could you just pray my home life will get better and my, my parents will grow a brain or my children? No, well, I mean, that, that's the ultimate thing we want to happen real quick. But what he can do really quick before he can do that is he can put something in you and outside of you that what they're doing to you don't bother you no more. That's right. All you feel is pity and you just have strong love for them. Right. See, there's some parents today that you don't feel like honoring because you don't see anything to do is very honorable. But God said, honor them anyway, because you're not doing unto them, you're doing unto me. And I'll do with them what you can't do with them. If you'll do it in this order, because God's all about divine order. Yeah. Boy, this is better preaching than what y'all amen. Yeah. Got your straw in? <laughs> Galatians. Oh, we got to quit right here. Galatians. I'm going to let y'all out before 12. Glory to God. Aren't y'all happy? No one wants to say, but you are. Hallelujah. Well, I've already given my word. Well, let's read fast then. Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to read this from the Amplified, so it may sound a little bit loud. <laughs> Brother! <laughs> See, that's, that's what happens when you read the Amplified. If you read it in the hush version, it's burning the finger and be taken in a file. You're just very starting to start. Brethren, if any person is overtaken in a misconduct or sin of any sort. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. Y'all ain't ready for this. All right, I want all y'all to look at the screen. I don't want no one looking at your Bible. I don't want no excuses for this. Brethren, y'all, me. If any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, stop. Does anyone know of anyone who's, who's, been, who's misbehaved in sin? Don't raise your hand. They might live in your house. Could be a spouse. Could be children. Could be who you work for. Could even be you. Not y'all because tapes go everywhere. Y'all listen to us out there in tape land. Well, it's not tapes anymore. Is that it? It's a sound cloud land. We're going to blow you cloud up. Here we go. <laughs> if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are what? Who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit. Uh-oh. Watch this. We've we, we got to slow this thing. We've got to slow this ride down. I need one of them point sticks. What do they call them things? Yes, I think I've graduated to the laser stick. If any person is, is overtaken in mus, uh, misconduct or any sort, you who are spiritual. Anyone here spiritual? Let's see. Because how many of you are spiritual? You're responsive to 
and your behavior, your thinking is controlled by who? You should set him right and restore and reinstate him. Now, who's him? The neighbor who has been overtaken in a misconduct or sin of any sort or has fallen or who's addicted to something or whatever it is. He said to the person who fell, Brother Hagin says the reason why no one gets restored much, he said because there ain't no spiritual people very much. He said that's why the church don't restore many people because he said they ain't ever seen many spiritual people. They usually just give them what they feel. So if you're spiritual, then you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. Then you won't be asking, how do I know he talks to me? <laughs> you'll start talking because you'll be spiritual. Why? Because you're going to be under his control. You can't be under his control and don't know if he's talking to you. Right? All right. Where are we at? Right here? All right, you're going you're gonna to restore, reinstate him without any sense of superiority. Oh. And you're going to do it with how? Gentleness. You come say, now, now listen to me, I'm being, by, I'm being led by the Holy Ghost when I tell you this, boy. He <laughs> 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 didn't say large and in charge, did it? it, it, it you're not going to come in here with any superiority spirit, right? You're going to do it how? With gentleness. Keeping an attentive eye on, unless, unless what happened to him just happened to you. Man, how'd I end up in court? Because <laughs> you didn't restore the guy last week who was in court and you talked about the whole community about that. Instead of keeping your mouth shut, not y'all tapes go everywhere. <laughs> See, love, love covers that. Right. Well, I tell you, I, I, I just, I had to walk in love, but it was tough. Let me tell you why. Did you know that they did something? But, you know, I, 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 just, I, I just, you know, gave him the love of God. No, you did. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about it. You gave him you. And now it's so big and you, you're sharing it with me. Thank you. <laughs> now you got all of us built up. Not y'all. Tapes go everywhere, right? All right, can we go one more place? It's not quite 12. God, blah, blah, blah. Where at, Pam? Uh, you're right. Colossians chapter 3. I just, thank you. I could just see it in her eyes. She, just, she helped me out there. <laughs> Can you tell I don't have any notes on this? I got life experience in the Word and with people. Colossians chapter 3. Gonna be a little bit loud. We're still in Amplified. <laughs> Verse one, real quick. If then you've been raised with Christ, anybody here been raised with Christ? Then this is what a new life for old life. Thus, sharing it, you're sharing His resurrection from the dead. Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are where, where Christ is. Right, seated at the right hand of God. Next verse, and set your mind and keep them set on what is what. Which is where? Higher things. We're talking about going to a higher level, right? Remember? Higher things. Uh, because your mind's not set where? Because they're set there, right? Next verse. 
As far as this world is concerned, you have what? Oh, you did. See, they know you. See, you, don't, see, you, don't, you can't give them you. In, in, in Jesus, there's no you. You, you, never, you never get to bring you out. The only you you get to bring out is if your mind is renewed to think like him, then you can bring you out. Because your, your life is where hid in him. This is your new life, which is being governed by the new, the new commandment law. There's only one. He said, let's, let's make it real simple. Give them one. Now, just, just go love them, but love them the way I loved you on the cross when you was wrong. All right? Now, your life is hidden with Christ in God, so they can't get to you because you're hid. This is hide and seek. Next verse. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in the splendor of his glory. Next. So kill, dead, and deprive of power of the evil desires lurking in your members. The animal impulses, all that's uh, employed. Uh, next verse. It's account of these very sins that the Holy Spirit of anger. Next verse. Among whom you once walked, even Christ, living addicted to such practice. We really need to read the whole verse. We don't have time. Go to verse. Uh, um, I give you my word like Disney World, so I've got to let you out of here. Hadley World. Praise the Lord. Go down to verse uh, 23. Michelle, find that in the New Living Translation right there. Colossians 3. Whatever may be your task, work it at it as hardly from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men. Hang on. I'm sorry to do this back and forth. Yeah, let me see what's that. This just brings it out a certain way that you need to hear it. Uh, Just fun. Go to um, go to verse nine, Elliot, if you will, in the New Living Translation. Maybe I'll just I'll read and I'll just run into it. Lie one, uh, lie not one to another. And that's something that Paul had to stop to the church at Colossians and say, we need you to stop lying now. <laughs> I mean, he's writing to the church, right? <laughs> this is a letter to the church. He said, "We need you to stop lying, and we need you to um, <laughs> we, we need you to put off the old man with his deeds, verse ten, and put on the new man, which is created knowledge after him that created him, uh, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, this, uh, circumcision, uncircumcision." Verse twelve: Put on therefore, as the elect of God, holy, 
Beloved with vows of mercies, put on kindness, put on humbleness, put on humbleness of mind, put on meekness, put on long-suffering. See that? Verse 13, forbearing one another and forgive one another. If a man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ. See, what does he keep pointing us back to? Christ. He said, even as Christ forgave you, now go do that. But, but he don't just tell you to do it. He gives you a picture of it. Where did you get this love? On the cross. Above all these things, put on charity or put on love. I'm reading for the King James. I'm asking you for the new living in. See, that's because y'all heard me up. <laughs> I just messed me up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, there, there it is. New living. Who is a bad boy? Y'all ready? Verse 12, new living. And then we hit it down to 13. And Verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, ooh, he chose us. You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Watch here. Make allowance for people's faults. And do what? Forgive who? I ain't talking to him no more. See, when you, when, you, when you cut people off, you're not spiritual. Remember, the Lord forgave you. Yoo-hoo! Remember? <laughs> Woo-hoo! Remember? Yoo-hoo! Remember? The Lord did what? So you need to try. Look at the first that verse. Make allowance for someone's faults and forgive anyone who's offended you. Now what they did to you is not in that verse, is it? Well, I can't do that. Well, you're saved, aren't you? You got the love of God in you, right? You can do it. He supplied the, see, not only did he tell you to do it, but he supplied the love and the ability to go do what he's telling you to go do. We better stop there, haven't we? Hallelujah. So if the cheese don't get on there, I mean, I, I hope to get the cheese on there. I mean, it's, I mean, if you want it with cheese. Or maybe you didn't want cheese. Maybe that makes it worse. Maybe you can't stand cheese. Now you got to go smell. <clears throat> a bunch of years ago when I was working with a guy, and he was training me for the floor covering business this before we started our own store. He was a uh, vegetarian. And I never had, which is fine, but I, I just never had been around someone and he was all the way into it, boy. Just, he'd bring things to eat, I didn't even know what they were. And uh, so I, you know, I mean, I was 23, 24. David, he was probably about 30, 31. And uh, I told this story, and it won't mean much to you, but so he's out one day and he still trained me. He's going out to homes and figuring up how much floor cover they're going to need. He's showing me how to do all that. And, and I said, uh, he said, well, we might as well get some lunch for a while we're out before we go back to the store. I said, okay. And he says, go wherever you want to. I said, well, there's Burger King. Can we go there? He said, sure. And so I go through the menu. Then I'm starting to think, about, oh, my gosh, he's a vegetarian. And uh, 
I said, well, I'm going to get a Whopper. What do you want? He said, I'll take a Whopper. He said, I just, uh, he said I, I'll tell you when you get up there. So I said, I want a Whopper, cheese, combo, whatever. And I said, they say anything else? I said, yeah, hang on. He said, Tim, I'll, I have a Whopper with cheese and hold, hold, the, hold the, the meat. It, it just hit me. I mean, I was like, we, I, I, want, I want hold the meat. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, tomatoes or something, but hold the meat. <laughs> and uh, I tried to say it, and I couldn't do it. I got cracked up. And so I just reclined my chair back and I said, you tell him. <laughs> He's leaning on me trying to tell him how he wants this Whopper, but no, no meat on it. So, so we get it. And I thought, and did you know that if you tell them to hold the meat, it's the same price? It was back then. That's been a long time ago. And I'm thinking, I was thinking, why didn't I ask for it? I could have had a double Whopper. <laughs> but that was a problem because we, we went down the road. And he said, stop the car. And he says, why, why do they always do this? I said, well, there's no meat on it. He says, but there was meat on it. I can smell it. I think, oh, David, get a life, man. I mean, they, they took the little meat off, put it aside. I said, you got all that lettuce and stuff? He says, I can't, I can't eat this. It makes me sick. He said, take it back. So I'm just taking back this little flimsy bun. I said, y'all mess this bun up. <laughs> I said, what's wrong with it? He said, oh, well, it ain't got no meat on it. I said, no, it wasn't supposed to. He said, well, don't. I said, but it had some on it. I said, I got this guy. He's a vegetarian. He can smell this stuff. It makes him sick. I said, yeah, I know. So anyway, they made him a freshman. Now, he, he was a happy camper. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So it's good for the veggies, and it's good for the bee people. Hallelujah. So if you're a vegetarian, we love you. We don't understand you, but we love you. We ain't got to understand, do we? Amen. Some guy said, well, I, what was it, Sally Fields, what was her name? No, what was the uh, Mary, the old show, uh, Mary Hart? No, not Mary Hart. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. She was a vegetarian. I read an article one time that said, well, how did you? She said, I don't know. I just had this, I had this dream one time. And she said, and after this dream, I can't remember the dream. She says, I can't eat anything that has a face. Or she said, a head. And that's where I got, well, you get a head of cabbage, don't you? But she said, if it has a face, I just can't do it. Well, I don't want, I don't eat the face, so, you know, I kind of get the rib coin. You know? Someone said that man's, fam uh, man's uh, best or favorite animal was the what? Best friend was a, a dog. That ain't true. My favorite one's a cow. Back towards the sides in the back panel back there somewhere. That's our best friend. Hallelujah. Just make sure y'all wait. So did that, did, did y'all see that? The reason I want you to see that, I didn't want you to think I made that up. Make allowance for their faults. Because did you know that you might have one or two? Maybe, I don't know. You might have one or two. How many of y'all know you might have one or two just kind of, maybe. Just something we do every now and then, just a little bit quirky, just every now and then. Right? So what, 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 did, did he say, did he say, uh, get them straight? Did he say, make them go another way? He said, no, just make allowance for them.
Because he said in Christ there's no Greek and no, there's no Jew, there's no barbarian, there's no male. There, the Amplified says there's no male, there's no female. There's no, there's no yellow, there's no black, there's no white. There's just one new man. Amen. And we love them how? How he loved us where? On the cross. Y'all are good class. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a great Memorial Day. And remember, it's not just about barbecue. Someone paid a tremendous, tremendous price for us to enjoy the freedom that we have in this nation. God bless you.